Well, some good news when it comes to the volume of calls coming into e-com being made to 911. However, there have been some questionable calls made in the past couple of weeks. And to talk about that, I am joined by Jasmine Bradley with e-com. Jasmine, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Um, Have you noticed a difference or has there been a difference in the number of calls coming into e-com as we deal with this COVID-19 pandemic? Well, Jill, it's interesting. We actually haven't seen a significant increase to our 911 call volumes, and that could simply because there are more people staying at home now. Um, But we have been receiving calls um, that are COVID-related, not all of which belong on the emergency lines or the non-emergency lines. And so we really want people to understand um, how these lines should be used and what resources they should be turning to for some more of those information-type questions that we're getting. Right. So what kinds of calls, and and you mentioned information-based, but what types of calls are you receiving that really shouldn't be coming to 911? We get um, some general questions, people wanting updates, wanting information about um, what facilities are closed, public facilities that are closed. Um, An area that we've actually seen quite a bit of an increase in calls is around um, people wanting to report others who are not physically distancing properly or who have just returned from a country abroad and are not following the 14-day self-isolation directive. So obviously those matters should be reported, but they're not actually police matters. So we're directing people to contact their local bylaw office. A lot of municipalities Lower Mainland actually have dedicated COVID information lines. And so we're really trying to push people towards um, their municipalities to report these matters and not coming through the 911 lines. It's interesting because on the one hand, we're trying to put that message out there and make sure people are following these rules for the importance and for the safety of everybody. Uh, So I would totally understand why somebody, if they did see uh, somebody breaking the recommendations or or doing that, that they would want to get immediate attention. Uh, But I guess the message is that that that's going to tie up the 911 lines and that's not the appropriate place? Absolutely. So we understand these are very unsettling times. Um, People are feeling scared and anxious. We're all feeling scared and anxious. And so um, we understand that if somebody sees a person who's not physically distancing properly or um, that they want to report that, it's just not a police matter. So they do need to go through their local bylaw offices. Um, We've gotten calls on the 911 lines from people who are out for a walk along the seawall and um, they've complained that a jogger is passed too closely to them. So it's those kinds of calls that we want to really make sure are directed to the appropriate place. Absolutely. What does a 911 operator then do in that scenario when somebody, say, does call and say, hey, somebody just ran past me too close on the seawall? We, of course, want to first make sure that everybody is safe and that there isn't actually any kind of a a public endangerment happening in that moment. Um, And if there's not, then we would direct people to call their local bylaw office and report it um, through those means. Uh, we've seen a couple of places. I know New Westminster is one that has uh, the compliance line, which is a dedicated line to uh, report those types of things. Uh, would it be mm-hmm. would it be helpful, I guess, for nine one one or to ease the system if more municipalities do you think uh, started up those lines and made sure they publicize them? 
for Vancouver, um, 311 is actually a really great resource for residents and business owners. So they can um, phone in complaints such as, um, you know, companies that aren't abiding by closure laws or people who aren't physically distancing themselves. There, We are seeing more and more municipalities like New Westminster, Burnaby, Victoria, that are creating these dedicated info lines, which absolutely is a great way um, to direct people. So very helpful resource. We're also seeing in, in different parts of the city, and I'm thinking of Vancouver, where we've seen uh, the Vancouver police have put up their cameras on towers on uh, Robson at Granville. A lot of the businesses have boarded up their shops because they were dealing with with increased crime. If somebody is seeing that, though, is something, and it's not really COVID, well, I, I suppose it is somewhat COVID-19 uh, related because there's nobody around and the shops are all closed. If somebody is seeing uh, something like that, like vandalism or a break-in, is that still a reason that they would call 911? Yes, absolutely. Um, anytime there's a crime that is in progress, whether it's vandalism or B&Es that are happening in the moment, those should be reported to 911 right away. Um, if it's a situation, maybe you have come back and your home or your business has been broken into and there's been a time delay and no suspect on scene, that still needs to be reported through the non-emergency line. Um, but absolutely, any time that there is um, a, you know, a legitimate emergency happening, people need to follow the same, same rules of contacting 911. And and what about, uh, because unfortunately we've also seen a few stories in Metro Vancouver. Uh, one, I believe it was in Langley, uh, a woman said uh, somebody came up and said they had COVID-19 and then, then deliberately coughed on them. Or if things, uh, people are noticing that, that tensions are, are pretty high, particularly in some neighborhoods. If there is somebody that's threatening somebody about this virus or, or getting agitated or if somebody feels unsafe, is that still a, a mm-hmm. scenario when they would call 911 as well? If they're in a situation where um, somebody is around them and they're feeling very threatened by them in that moment, if they're feeling that their health, that their safety is, you know, at risk, then they should be phoning it in. If they've been in a situation where, say, somebody's coughed on them and they're concerned after the fact that, you know, maybe something might have been transmitted to them, then we would advise for them to reach out to um, 811 um, at their public health um health authority just to kind of ask those questions and to get advice on steps that they should be following. All right. And I wanted to ask you as well, because we know about essential services. Obviously, 911 is an essential service. And and you mentioned, which is, I suppose, a good thing that at this point, we're not seeing an increase in calls. But it's got to be stressful for 911 operators as well, as far as working with social distancing and, and working in this this new type of normal that we're all dealing with now. Yes, it's um, it's the it's a demanding job on um, a regular day, but the fact that we're dealing with this new normal, as you called it, um, just adds to the pressure, to the stress that our staff are feeling. Um, you know, we all have child children at home, elderly um, parents and loved ones that we're worried about as well. So, you know, our staff do still need to come into work and to answer those calls and to be there for our first responders and the public. Um, So, you know, every night at 7 o'clock when we hear those 
pots being banged and the cheers that are happening for the hardworking healthcare professionals and all the frontline um, essential service workers, are it, it means a lot to our staff as well because um, we obviously play a, a part in that public safety piece. So, um, yeah, it's it's definitely challenging times, but our staff are dedicated and uh, are here to help 24-7 um, if people need us. All right. Well, thank you for that. And Jasmine, thanks so much for your time today. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jill.